Welcome to the Millennial Falcon, a pop culture podcast by three geeky millennials. I'm Anya Crittenden, associate editor at The Tracking Board, and with me, as always, are... I'm Hui Chen Bui, a USA Today contributor and a pop culture journalist in D.C. And I'm Willoughby Dobbs, a filmmaker in the D.C. area. Um, so today, we are going to be doing our fall TV preview. So all the new TV shows that we're excited for or that really intrigue us, as well as the returning TV shows um, that will be coming back in the fall that we just, we just love so much and we're excited to come back. Um, you know, summer TV was great. It had its ups and downs and hits and misses. But, you know, fall TV is really where it's at. Mm-hmm. That's like, it's like when it starts to hit. Oh. You know. Overwhelmingly so. It's when, yes. Yeah, it's when it's when peak TV returns to its peak. Yeah, so we're going to be a lot of sleepless nights, going through a lot of sleepless nights, I'm sure, just because of all the TV that's going on. It's going to be a lot, guys. So first we're going to be talking about the new TV shows that we're really excited for, and then just kind of going into a little discussion of the returning shows that we love and get off from there. All yeah. right. So, um, Anya, let's go with you first. What are your top five new TV shows that you are excited for? Okay, so I have my top five, and then I have one that's a little bit of a caveat. So, there's going to be a twist. It's going to be good. So, top five is going to be uh, The Good Place, coming from Mike Schur. I'm sure anyone who knows how much I love Parks and Rec is not surprised by this. Not at all. Um, I saw the pilot at Comic-Con, and I enjoyed it. It's a very surreal, absurdist comedy. Uh, So I am looking forward to that. I am also looking forward to Pitch, the Fox show about the first female player that lands in the Major League Baseball. She's a pitcher for the San San Diego Padres, um, who I just heard are, like, really cooperating with the show. They're, like, giving the show, like, actual uniforms, and they're, like, Mm -hmm. really supporting the show, which is pretty cool. Um... My last three are No Tomorrow on The CW, the new show with Joshua Sassy about the end of the world. Mm. Um, Speechless, the new family comedy with Minnie Driver, because Modern Family has outstated its welcome, and Minnie Driver is fantastic, and she looks hilarious in this, so I'm excited for her to have her time to shine. Um, and then the last one is going to be Netflix's Luke Cage, because I'm really excited for that series to continue. Mike Coulter's fantastic. And I'm really excited. Those are my top five. And then my little caveat is I'm really looking forward to the Making History mid-season show. What is that? Can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah. So it's something that is you're going to hear it and you're going to be like, oh, that's very Anya. <laughs> uh, so it's a comedy, I believe, on Fox. Um, and it's called Making History. And it's basically about these two guys who discover a way to time travel back in history. And they end up like altering the American Revolution. Oh my god. And it's very, like, it seems very ridiculous. I don't know if it'll actually be any good, but it's definitely, like, up my alley. I also forget the actor's name, um, but it's Peter from The Mindy Project. Oh, I actually don't know the his British name. The British guy? No, no, Peter. No. Oh. oh, the frat guy. Yeah, the frat guy. Uh, frat guy with the heart of gold. He was on, um, yes, he was on I Happy love. Endings. He's yeah, oh, I can't figure out what his name is, but, I, I but we all know who we're talking about. Yeah, but yeah. he's one of the lead guys in this show, one of two, and I just, I'm really fond of him. I liked him in Happy Endings. I like him on the mini project, and so to see him lead his own show, I'm excited for that. So I don't know if it'll be any good, but it's, you know, right up my alley of history and comedy, so mm-hmm. fingers crossed. 
Yeah. These all sound like very Anya choices. Um, <laughs> yes. Especially the good place, which I was kind of skeptical about just because the premise seems a little bit strange. Like, how much conflict can you have in a place that's supposed to have no conflict? Like, it's heaven, essentially. And it's like, oh, all the good people are here and they're good. And, like, there's no really any drama supposed to, there's supposed to be happening except, you know, a bad person like shows up there but um you saw the pilot so I'm assuming it like was better than like the trailer seemed yes I mean I like it I think it helped the um all the lead actors are really great Kristen Bell Ted Danson um they're all fantastic um I am I am a little skeptical I will admit myself of how long a concept like this can go for um but Mike sure you know assured all of us at comic-con that like there's a lot more to the story than we know and like it's going to really develop and get deeper so I mean for the guy who worked on The Office created Parks and Rec created Brooklyn Nine-Nine you know I have nothing but faith in this guy so fingers crossed it really lands um it is very different because it's kind of his first foray into like the fantasy you know not very realistic Mm -hmm. non-office based drama basically exactly (laughs) yes yeah basically so yeah, so we'll see. I'm excited to give it a shot. I hope it's really good. Okay, well, I'm intrigued too. I just, I just, I love Kristen Bell. I was a huge Veronica Mars fan, so I, I might watch it for her. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with my top five next. Okay, uh, do it. So I also have Luke Cage on my list. It's my number one, actually. I'm very excited, and it's already getting rave reviews. Um, so yeah, like we got a. We got a little peek of Luke Cage in Jessica Jones, and his series, like his solo series, is going to be a direct sequel to his time in Jessica Jones, as well as kind of telling about how he got his superpowers, like in the prison experiment. And it's set in Harlem. Claire Temple, my queen, is going to be showing up, and she seems to be a very significant character, which I'm happy about. Um, And yeah, it's like, it seems like it's a very relevant show at the moment, and I think like a lot of people are picking up on that as well. So I'm, I'm just excited for Luke Cage. I don't really see how it can go wrong, honestly. Um, so in my next one, is a, it's just because like, I was very intrigued by the trailer. It's This Is Us. It's that, like, kind that of slice NBC of... NBC show? Yeah, the NBC show is, like, slice of life, like, like of all these different characters. Um, yeah, Parenthood are, like, kind of Lost-esque in terms of all the intersecting, like, storylines and different lives. But instead of on an island, they're in suburbia! Exactly. Um... <laughs> Yeah, it had that scene in the trailer with Mandy Moore and um, Milo Ventimiglio, which had me, like, really intrigued because it seemed just like, it seemed like it was filmed like a movie. And I was just like, wow, there's, like, a lot of budget that's going into this TV show, and it seems very just, like, I don't know, very well written and kind of more uh, not gimmicky, I guess I could say. More like Like, a feature film. More like a feature film. It didn't feel like... I wouldn't, I wouldn't say shallow, like a TV show or like an NBC show, but like not as fast-paced. It seemed like it was building to something, which I was I really interested like in. I feel like my only like hesitation is it seems a little saccharine. Yeah, like that's what I got a lot from the trailer, too. It seems like after every scene that you're just going to be in tears. I know. But not in like a natural, I don't know, it feels... Yeah, like emotionally manipulative in a way. Yeah. yeah. But it, it really intrigued me because, first of all, it seems a very uncommon for a primetime network to be picking up on this sort of unconventional story. Um, something that's like not a procedural or not like you know something not that can be solved in one... Yeah, not a genre. Not something that's been solved in one episode. So I was just like, okay, I'm... Color me, 
colony intrigued, you know? Um, so that one is my no- second one. I'm really excited for Pitch as well. I think Anya summarized that really well. It's about the um, first woman baseball player. Um, Not yeah. to mention a woman of color. A woman of color as well. So, and it just, it looks very great. I like, I know that they are um, referencing a lot of um, influence from the from Shondaland and how, like, because of that, they can have, like, this kind of show like, about a young girl of color who's, like, making it big in the world and, like, really struggling against, like, the um, discrimination that she's born with. Um, did you guys see what Fox did for that show? Like, part of the marketing is they showed, they did a thing with all these group of little kids, and they asked them, they were like, do you think, like, a woman can be on a major league baseball team? And most of them were saying, like, no, because, you know, women just can't do the same as men, et cetera, et cetera. Like, except for this one girl who was like, yeah, because anything a man can do, a woman can do too. She was Aww. great. And then they showed them a clip from Pitch. They didn't, like, say it's an upcoming TV show. They just showed them a clip. Mm-hmm. And all the kids were, like, super impressed and super excited. And they were like, oh, my God, look, she looks so good. And, like, they were just so into it. And I think that, like, sealed it for me. I was like, yep, inspiring kids. There we go. All right. All right. That's always good. Like, that that kind of inspiration I think we could do with in some TV shows. Yes. Um, especially for cable. It's, uh... It's Fox. It's Fox, yeah, yeah. yeah. So for, especially for non-cable. Yeah. Yeah, um, So, next one is Frequency, which I actually did not know was a remake of this Dennis Quaid movie that I saw when I was young. And this Dennis is also a movie... Quaid. Yeah. This is a movie with um, Dennis Quaid and Jim... I can't say his name. Jim Cavaziel. Cavizel. Cavizel. He played Jesus. He played Jesus. I know him as. I know he was in. Je- he was Jesus. He's in Person of Interest. I guess not anymore. <laughs> but yeah, he Cavizel. Well, yeah. Um. So uh, what was I saying? It's a remake of this movie, which I saw when I was young. I didn't. I hadn't heard of it ever since I saw it. So I thought it was like a dream that I had. And I was just like, okay, this. And then I, I realized it was an actual film. I'm like, so I'm excited that this remake is happening. It's on the CW, and they're replacing uh, the main character as to make her a female. Um, and it's basically that it tells a story about how she is, I think, a radio broadcaster who um, whose father died was like killed by a serial killer when he was when she was young. Um, and then one night, like some like mysterious circumstances happening, like a light a lightning strikes, like this radio that she used to own, like with her dad. And suddenly, like, she can communicate with her dad in the past. And she, like, communicates with him, like, the day before he gets murdered. And so she's just like, don't go out. You're going to you're gonna die. And then, like, and he doesn't. And then, like, the whole course of history, like, changes because of it. So she can remember, like, both timelines. And it seems like I watched the show. I'm like, wow, this is actually is really well made and very interesting. And, like, CW sometimes is, like, hit or miss with their with their new shows. Reminds, um, reminds me of what another CW show is doing with one of their superheroes. Exactly. So it seems really cool. Um, I'm excited. I loved the movie when I saw it when I was young, despite like not thinking it was a real movie for <laughs> the longest time. <laughs> I, I, and I was like, I thought that was a dream. <laughs> but yeah, it was like the movie, the original movie itself was kind of a comedy, just like, oh. Was it really? Yeah, it kind of was. Like it was dramatic too. And like, like it was like ready before. Like It was more campy. It wasn't campy, but it was kind of like more slice of lifey. You mm. know what I mean? Like more like nostalgic and sweet, and not like a thriller like this mo- this show is making it out to be. But it actually looks pretty good, so I'm excited for it. Um, and then my last one is Powerless, which 
I'm not sure if it will be a good show or not. It like it <laughs> is veering very much on the campy side. It's kind of about the people in the DC Comics universe who are just kind of the normal office workers and who work with um, like superhero, uh, not disasters. What's the word? Like cleanup. Cleanup, basically. Yeah. They're like an insurance company, sort of. Yeah. They, like deal with the fallout. Yeah, deal with the fallout. Um, it stars Vanessa Hudgens and. and um, Danny Pudi. Abed. <laughs> I was like, Danny Pudi, that's who he was. Um, yeah, Abed from Community. Um, and I don't know, it, I saw the, the trailer looks really campy and kind of stupid, but... So I can tell you, I saw the pilot Oh, at Comic-Con. Okay. Um, it was a dual panel of People of Earth and Powerless, mm-hmm. and so I saw the pilot for both. Mm-hmm. Uh, People of Earth is that new show, I believe, on TBS, about a guy who like starts uh, investigating or like doing journalism on this group of people who believe they have been kidnapped by aliens and are now oh, yeah, in that, a support that, group together. That stars uh, Wyatt Cenac. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like Conan O'Brien is one of the executive producers and stuff. Um, I will say, not to rain on your parade, I'm way more interested in People of Earth than Powerless. Yeah, Powerless I did not like looks... the Powerless pilot. Yeah. It's... It... Yeah, it, it's kind of exactly what you say it is. <laughs> um, which, if that's your thing cool, like, more power to you. I hope you enjoy it, but I just did not appeal to me. <laughs> more power, more power to, to you. you. Ha. <laughs> we'll, we'll be nice to share a look, and then he, yeah. Uh, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> nice one on ya. Um, but People of Earth, um, it's not on my list, but, like, I might check it out because I actually really enjoyed the pilot. Mm. So. Cool. Okay. A little bit of tidbit for you. Alright, well, I guess Powerless I can remove from my list. I was I mean, no, like, check watch out the it. Pilot, I mean, you should but... watch it for yourself. Like, you know, you yeah. have different opinions. Yeah. Check it I out. I think it was, like, it's been very hyped, so I'm interested enough that I want to, like, watch the pilot and see how it goes, but I get the feeling it won't really last. I feel like it's, like, the the comedy side of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., essentially. What we kind of expected Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to be. Well, there's but... going to be an, a Marvel type of show like that, right? Really? Well, there kinda... there was mm, there were, like, reports of it, but I don't think ABC or Marvel is anywhere near, like, even, like, pre-production on that one. Mm-hmm. Like, there were reports of it, but I, I mean, I haven't heard anything since. I don't really think which, it's happening. Which... Which was separate than the Marvel's Most Wanted show that they were mm-hmm. developing, um, and then kicked to the curb, and then developed again, and then kicked to the curb again. Um, so, yeah. All right. Willoughby, That's me. what is your top five? Okay, <laughs> so I've got um, pretty much everything is different than you guys. Oh, wow. Except for the last two, which we've already talked about, so I won't. Um, my last two are Luke Cage and Pitch, which we've already talked about. I'm, I'm, I'm glad we're all excited for Pitch. Yeah. yeah, I'm glad, and also Luke Cage too. Of course. Um, so the first one I've got is Atlanta, Donald Glover's new TV show on FX. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been excited for this show since he announced that he was leaving Community for the show to make the show. Um, this is his passion project um, alongside his rap career and his like music videos and his other TV work that he's done on Thirty Rock and Community. Um, it stars him as like this 20-something. He's trying to manage his cousin's rap career in Atlanta, and it's kind of weird and uh, surreal. Um, he was on Jimmy Fallon, and Donald Glover described it as uh, Twin Peaks for rappers. So I've checked out the, the first two episodes. They're, they've actually already been aired on mm-hmm. FX, and they're really good. It's really strange and really kind of it's a different vibe than anything basically on on TV right now. Yeah, it so feels really more good. aesthetic based than like yeah, like hard plot based. It's yeah, good it's, though. 
the plot is not super like I mean it's not super tight. It's very like 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 we said slice of life. Yeah, like and, kind of meandering. Yeah, um, but it also top um, talks about a lot of different topics and mm-hmm. that are like relevant to society and mm-hmm. and, and Donald diversity. Glover is just oh he's 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 standout. fantastic. Um, he he stars in it. He he wrote he wrote the first episode. He directed it. Not the first episode. But he directed like the second episode. Um, he is like the showrunner for it. Like this is his show, and this is very much like his like um, like we're we're seeing a lot more o- auteur TV, mm-hmm. and this is very much a part of that like genre. So I guess. Like, sort of like what uh, Zizanzari did with like Masters of Master of None. Um, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, so kind of like that more autobiographical sort of, yeah, autorist mm-hmm. sort of. Yeah, so um, I would definitely check it out because mm-hmm. um, the first two episodes are already available to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, the second one I've got is Timeless. It's the new NBC genre time travel TV many, show. There are too many shows with time There's a the theme title. going on, yeah. <laughs> what do you... Okay, so yeah, we talked we, about. We've all had time travel on our list. We have. It's, it's true. true. Frequency isn't really time travel. Though. No, kind but it deals stuff. with like time. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. So okay, so timeless. It's uh, basically uh, this in the future. There's time travel, and this one guy goes back in time. And he's trying to alter history to be, you know, for his own benefit. Um, and this group of um, people come together who are hired by the government or whatever, this agency, um, to go back in time and stop him. And obviously the premise of the show is they have to keep going back to different points in time um, to stop him. It's kind of like Legends of Tomorrow, but um, less, it's not superheroes, it's just regular people. Space was just like, uh uh-uh. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I made a a sort of... uh, It doesn't, it seems to be, it's not... Because because these aren't characters that we they're they're pulling from different shows, mm-hmm. brand new characters, brand new relationships to look at, um, and the time machines looks pretty cool. It's kind of like this weird, like circle, cylindrical, cylindrical, weird thing. Um, and I think in the first episode they go back in time to the that blimp that blew up. What was that big blimp? The, the Hinden- Hinden- Hindenburg. Hindenburg. Um, I was about to say Heisenberg. That's <laughs> um, <laughs> quite. So they go back um, to, uh, I guess the guy wants to stop the Hindenburg from blowing up, which changes history because that's what happens. Um, and they want to, they, they have, I think it has to be like, they have to cause the Hindenburg. I'm not really sure. But it's, I, I watched the trailer for it and it seems like this, like, you know, they have to keep running around time trying mm. to stop this guy. Have you guys ever seen the TV show Time Squad? It was this car- Cartoon Network show. I've never mm-hmm. seen this. No. It's very similar uh, premise, but it was like a comedy. So wait, which is the but, one? Is it is Time After Time the one with Jack the Ripper? What's the one with I've Jack the Ripper? Oh, I think I, I know what you're talking about. There's that, it is like Time After Time or something where Jack the Ripper gets uh, sent, sent to, to modern, modern time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, See, oh, so like, like Sleepy Hollow, but with a serial killer? It's like, there's, there's, you know what reminds me of? Like Sherlock Holmes in the 22nd century. Oh, I love that God, show. no. <laughs> with Robot Watson? Yeah. Oh, my it God, stop. But there's so I, many, like, time travel and, like, time in the title, and I'm just like, we're going to weed out the weak ones. You're right. It's time after time. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, weed out the weak We're going to weed ones. out, weak out. Which, well, which if we're going to well, do that, we'll, we'll Legends of see. Tomorrow needs to go. We'll just mm. see which time travel show makes it to the end. Oh, my God. No, stop. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
All right. Um, okay. Let's um, segue. I've got one more. Oh, you have one more. Okay, sorry. sorry. I talked a lot about time. Um, what, the last one I've got is Designated Survivor. You guys heard of this one? Oh, it's the Kiefer Sutherland <laughs> one. Kiefer Sutherland. It's the one that I'm like, this is a movie, not a TV show. Yeah. Yeah, for a second I thought it was a sequel to 24, so I thought he was <laughs> playing Jack Bauer, who was the designated survivor, and I was very confused until I'm like, oh, it's a t- totally different character. Yeah, so the basic premise is whenever there's a large gathering of the cabinet members and the president, there's always one, one cabinet member who is the designated survivor who is away from the rest of it. Like So like at a State of the Union... The most recent one, the Secretary of, Defense, of the Homeland Security, was the designated survivor. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I guess in the show, something happens at the Capitol. Everyone dies except it gets for gets blown up. Blown up. Very similar to spoiler alert: Batman versus Superman. Um, I hate that plot point, so I don't care about spoiling it. Um, so, keep yourself. Spoil Sutherland. all of it. It's a terrible movie. Yeah, <laughs> Kiefer Sutherland is one of the cabinet members. I think he's. He's he's very much on the on the lower rung. He's like Department of Agriculture or yes. something. Yes, or no? Something isn't it like isn't it like uh, like transportation or something? It's yeah. it's something very not high key at all. Yeah, and he he wasn't even like dressed in a suit. He you know the whole premise. He's like not really political, and now he's president of the United States of America. Mm-hmm. So that's the premise of the show. I'm excited for it because it looks different. It's kind of like, you know, this guy who who was never supposed to be president is now president. Um, and I guess a lot of the other people in the who in the D.C. area don't want him to be president, so they're like, try, you know, you should resign. Yeah, blah, that, blah, blah. that whole thing. Yeah. So I don't know. It's one thing that I'm excited for. And then the other two on my list are Pitch and Luke Cage, which yeah. we've already talked about. Mm-hmm. So, what are you guys excited most about the I new think shows? We should talk about the fact that the CW is killing it. They are. Yeah. Like, like they, they're bringing like different like diverse shows every year like last year it was co- sort of like the comedy like the rom-com crazy this ex-girlfriend year doing, like, i am yeah. so excited for that to come back and then the year, be- year before that was jane the virgin yeah yeah and now they're they're, they're delving into sort of more sci-fi mm-hmm. and like again like like time travel but also a little of rom-com too with uh that one that you talked no, no tomorrow and then they're also yeah. doing riverdale Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, the, the Twin Ar- Peaks, the, t- the high school Twin Peaks, which is the Archie. Movie. Oh my god, I Archie forgot TV about show. that. <laughs> I mean, which we'll have Barb from Stranger Things. I'm kind of, it's, I'm, I'm surprised that none of us talked about that. I'm more just like curious about it than I'm excited about yeah. it. Yeah, I haven't, like, se- well, I haven't seen like a tra- the trailer for it, so yeah. I don't really know much about there it. There isn't a trailer yet. There you go. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but they they had their pilot at Comic Con. I didn't see it, but um, they did air it. But I'm just like the CW. Just it's like one of the networks I'm most excited about right now. We all like mentioned I don't know if all of us but we mentioned shows that we're excited for I think we can safely say there are a handful of shows on it that we're excited to return I mentioned Crazy X mm-hmm. uh, which I cannot wait to come back I'm sure you guys have some that you're also excited to come back a couple of WB shows yeah you know maybe like those uh, superhero shows like those, one or two those kids specifically yeah. the Flash and Supergirl in tights yeah <laughs> specifically those I've two I've been catching up on Supergirl by the way that's right and yeah, i since it dropped on Netflix, I'm not I'm not done yet. But what do you think <laughs> so far? It's better than I remembered, but it's still like not the best. Did you go back and show? watch from the beginning, or did you start? Where you I just stopped where I started where I had stopped, which is actually like the third episode. But I realized wow. I just stopped like after three episodes and kind of didn't catch up, and I was like, eh, whatever. I found that it good. gets better with every episode. I really like Supergirl. Um, I'm excited it's for good. that and the Flash to come back the most. Yeah. Uh, the I'm other really, two. Eh. I really like what they did with the with the um, Martian Manhunter. I was mm-hmm. just like, ooh, okay. I like 
I like that storyline a lot and like that character. Like he really grew on me and I was like, okay, he might be my favorite. Now that he turned out not to be like evil like I thought from the first episode. Yeah, everyone thinks the red eyes evil. are always like a suspicion that something's up. Well, like Hank Henshaw in the DC Comics um he is a a villain, I think for Superman. He was like a robot Superman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um oh yeah, and like, anyways, let's go back to like new shows. We're most excited I think for like yeah, CW. I think they have like the most diverse and interesting options. Um, I was a little disappointed in, like, the other primetime networks. Um, their new shows are a lot of just, like, white guys. Well, CBS I want to talk especially. about that a little bit, yeah. The CBS shows, like, they're very uninteresting. It's all, like, a lot of remakes of movies from, like, the 90s or the 80s. Um, and just, like... MacGyver! MacGyver! <laughs> um, yeah. What else? Like, there's another remake. There's The Great Indoors, which is not a remake, but it's a terrible, terrible show that I've not seen, but I've seen the trailer, and it looks terrible. Also, there's, like, a new Kevin James sitcom. It's like, why do we need these shows? Like, a lot of the, yeah. It's interesting, as much as we're, like, complaining about, I mean, like, CBS is its own thing that's terrible, and they only have, like, one or two things worth watching. But it's Mm. interesting, I feel like I'm checking out more new shows this season than I did last season. Yeah, it takes me a while to kind of grab onto new shows. I kind of just wait until they start, you know, getting some sort of following because I've had my heart broken when I'm like, I'm really interested in a new show and then like it gets canceled and I hate that feeling. That's like your curse if you get into a show and then it gets canceled. Yeah, you know, I was really intrigued by Selfie and it was, you know, it, it had like the terrible title of being called Selfie and mm-hmm. it was kind of a little stupid at the beginning but I really liked it I love John Cho I want him to be a leading actor in more things Karen Gillan was great and just like got cancelled after one season have you watched Crazy X HT I haven't watched Crazy X yet I feel like I you'll it. really like it I've heard that I would love it it's and I'm so still good catching up on all my shows HT. so I you get done with Supergirl yes go get your season pass to Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend is on Netflix. Yes. So I'm going to watch Supergirl, probably watch Crazy Ex, probably watch Jane the Virgin. Yeah, All these I have great a lot of shows. shows to catch up on. But yeah, yeah, I feel like there are actually some really good ones. I mean, we didn't mention some of them, but like, I'm intrigued to maybe check out Son of Zorn. Yeah. Nah. Nah. I am. I mean, Jason Sudeikis, man. All day. Jason Sudeikis is also hit or miss for me, he's, though. He's good, but I feel like that... That premise cannot sustain itself. I feel like the premise needs a wackier actor, actually, than Jason Sudeikis. Okay. It seems like it seems like they were really gunning for Seth MacFarlane, but he was <laughs> he really stretched himself. Well, he's doing his own new TV show. Is he really? Yeah, Seth MacFarlane's doing um, a sci-fi comedy. It's not titled yet. Mm. Yeah. Oh. Well, there you go. Um, and Family Guy is in its twenty seventh season, so. <laughs> Jeez, that's older than us. No, it's only it's like 13th or 14th. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, probably older than us. It feels like it's older than us. Yeah. Um, anyways, let's segue to the returning shows that we're excited for. We kind of mentioned this earlier, like the CW shows, Flash, Supergirl, which is now on CW, used to be on CBS, um, Crazy ex Veronia, uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I think we all yes. are really excited for. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. they did something really, really interesting want- last season, which they didn't normally do, which they did like an arc like yeah. a whole arc, and then they did a cliffhanger. Yeah, because usually most of the plot has been like really standalone procedural comedy hijinks, and then the last two to three episodes will be like a plot. Mm-hmm. Um, and this this last season, season three, from like the last 
seven episodes? Or they're all one thing. Yeah. I remember Anya was really excited because she's like, this is the first time I've seen a sitcom do this. I can't wait to see what happens next. And we're like, Anya, that was the finale. <laughs> oh, man, oh, that yeah, was so I hilarious. That. You were and so excited for the next episode, and we had to break your heart. And we said, no, Anya... That's the, that was the season finale. We got three oh months until God. the next one. And you <laughs> no, were so stop. distraught. Oh, man. I was distraught. And they're going to have a crossover with New Girl yeah. this season. Which is another show that uh, I think Willoughby's excited for. Yes, it's on my list. The, my only weird thing I've got with that is that they cannot mention Coach or Jake's best friend from the from the 9-8 precinct because they are played by Damon Wayans Jr. Unless yeah. they're twin brothers who what? are long lost. What? That would be the only reasoning. That would be something I could see happening on New Girl slash Brooklyn Nine-Nine because it is that absurd yeah. sometimes. Agreed. So, Agreed. I feel like yeah, I feel like that's interesting. Willoughby and I are like on opposite sides of the aisle when it comes to New Girl. So you, yeah, you don't like uh, the Nick and Jess relationship. I love Nick no, and so Jess. Nick and Jess are great now that on they're it. Now that they're hinting at it again, I'm like but I'm also excited they're bringing Megan Fox back, who is really good. She was actually most pretty good. Season. She had some good yeah. comedic timing. She, I I still felt like a little bit. It still felt like stunt casting to me. A little bit, in yeah. Term, like her whole presence is just stunt casting. So it, well, it was to fulfill the fact that Zoe Deschanel had a baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but still, like, I can't get over the fact that she is Megan Fox. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But at I the think, same I time, think... they were really good together. And I think that Nick Nick deserves a good relationship, whether or not... You know who Nick deserves? Jess. Yes. <laughs> Do you know who Jess deserves? Russell. Who's Russell? The old guy. <laughs> my man. That my old guy man. from the first Mulrooney. Oh, my God. The yeah. parent to one of Jess's kid, uh, kids in her class. They were the oh, best. That. about all her love interests? I will honestly. say that that, 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 like, arc of a romance did introduce the first episode of True American, which was great, because I really want to play yes. that game. Yes, but speaking of sitcoms and romance, more than New Girl, I cannot wait for the mini project to come back because they also left on the cliffhanger, and I'm also like, pick Jody, pick Jody, oh, ass right now. No, I hate Mindy and Jody with every fiber of my being. I'm sorry, oh, man. Anya. I'm super into Mindy and Jody. I hate it. <laughs> I'm so into oh, it. Man. The vitriol. I mean, it's not like even that I hate Jody as a character, but it just felt like I always really hate when. The, characters are introduced with the explicit reason of replacing another character and I'm like no Danny is a good character already and like you don't need to bring in another character who basically he is, has but the he's same, terrible he has, like, right the now same characteristics as Danny like they had the same essential like meet cute and like sort of push pull relationship I really hated that like if you're going to introduce a new love interest that I want to rival like the great chemistry that Mindy Danny had you have to do like something completely different and I that's why I hate Jody so much and it's just like See, that's why Rebuttal. I like Jody so much, is that, like, I mean, I felt for him the same way I felt for Danny, but, like, with Jody, he actually supports Mindy in ways that Danny has not been doing, and so, like, I'm just super into, like, someone who actually respects Mindy and, like, wants her to succeed. Is she your response? Danny is the worst. I'm fine with that. Right it just feels like Jody is just their reset of Danny, you know? It just feels like, oh, like, let's bring in all the characteristics of Danny, except make him a little bit more accepting of Mindy's career choices, and then she'll, then, like, this is obviously the better option, but, like, no, he's not an original character, he's just, like, a shadow of what Mindy and Danny was, but just with less chemistry. Yeah. No, I totally I, see it. I, I just felt for it. It's just, so. like, a very, it's a very common sitcom thing that I'm, like, I hate. And it's like I fell again. for it. Yeah, yeah, I know, but it's good. Yeah, I'm. I fell for it, and I'm also like, I'm not sure what they're planning on doing with Danny. So like, yeah, 
I don't know anymore, which sucks. Cause, like, I loved Danny so much. Yeah, Mindy Project and is then kind they, of... Yeah. Mindy Project is one of the most inconsistent shows so inconsistent. in existence. I, I love it. I so say it's even more inconsistent than Once Upon a Time. And you know, you guys know how much I've railed against that. I just, like, I don't know what they're doing with Danny, and it feels very much like an like external reason that he's getting, like, pushed out of the show. And, like, they're giving yeah. him all these assholes, assholish qualities because, like, he obviously wants to pursue yeah. his movie And career. he's getting married, so, like... Like the well, actual actor? No, no, no the, character. the character. Oh, Ooh, but they brought Greta Gerwig into behind. that. Greta yeah, they Gerwig. did. Yeah, I love her. Yeah, she's, she's playing good. his fiance. But you mentioned um, a really important show, uh, HT. Once oh my yes. trash, my trash fairy tale show, which is terrible and the worst, and I love it. Oh, once upon a time, why have you done this to me? I'm actually intrigued why? by this next season and the That's island the of thing. public they domain. Always get you. They always get you intrigued, and then you're like, oh man, I'm intrigued, and then their writing is literally all over the place, and you're yeah. like, what? Exactly. So yeah, this this new season is about what I like to call the island of public domain, which is just basically all of the um, non-fairy tale, like, public domain stories that like you see. Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock Holmes, Frankenstein. The Three Musketeers. Three Musketeers. They're just pulling everything in there, and I actually kind of like that, because like, once upon a time, like, Took stepped out of their fairy tale like premise long ago. Like I really hated that they were trying to keep up with that when the, obviously they weren't just about fairy tales you anymore. You mean like when they were bringing in Frozen? No, not even that. Dude, when they the brought Frozen in Frozen arc was yeah. so good. When well, they brought was. in um, Dr. Frankenstein, sorry. Uh, yeah. um, and I was just like, that's not a fairy tale. What are you doing? Why is this? Something- <laughs> Why is this in black and white? Yeah, I know. And but like now I love they're that just episode. like yeah. Now they acknowledged it. They're just like steampunk slash public domain land. I'm fine with that. Also, Mr. Hyde is pretty attractive so i'm like real excited for him okay hanya <laughs> yeah mr hyde I, but yeah i'm excited i feel like uh, from what they've been hinting at i hope this is the case is that they seem they're like we're not leaving storybrook like we're like focusing on storybrook again and i'm just like please let that be the case like their whole reason season one was so good is that it was so contained mm-hmm. and they like it was such a tight plot and they like had a clear goal at the end and it was just very Focused, and so I'm really hoping that this season can be that again. Also, I feel like they've really struggled ever since they split up their seasons into the A, like season one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I feel like that's really hurt them. I really hate that kind of plotting too. I like when there's one overall plot for the entire season, and like, yeah, there's they don't like split up the villains by that A and B season. Yeah, so I'm hoping this season is a one season like like a whole I, arc long i doubt long they'll plot. shake things up because once upon a time has been doing that ever since the second season so. i know mm-hmm. but i have to have hope <laughs> um i'm happy that like rumpelstiltskin is back to being an asshole and he realizes it and they're not trying to just like they're like oh should he be your hero should he be a villain should he be a trickster just like settle what he what you want him to be stop just giving him like redemption and don't get together then because like jesus ugh I kind of like their push pull too when like when she when he's like I'm an asshole and she's like I know you're an yeah. asshole but I'm still going to save you. And so I, was like, I okay. can't handle Willoughby right now you guys. I'm sorry <laughs> Willoughby is like killing me right now. He's like going he back wa- and forth as me and Anya are arguing and he's just having like, a tennis match. <laughs> which is funny cuz HT and I normally agree on most things. Yeah, once Except on when time. it comes to Nick and Jess and Danny and Mindy and Rumple and Belle. It's so keep going. Yeah, guys. when it comes to shipping we kind of are on opposite spectrums. Except but. it's so funny because we normally go for the same types of ships. Yeah, that's weird. That's true. Well, it's funny because, I mean, you know I used to love Bell and Rumpel. 
Dalrymple was what got me, like, hooked on Once Upon a Time. Yeah, and so, for me, like, I loved them, and it was just, like, I just hated how they started being written. Yeah. And... Well, I hated how they started writing Rumpelstiltskin, and just, like, took away all of that development in, like, one go. Ugh, that yeah. me. Man, I watched uh, the first few episodes of the first season of Once, and they're so good. I love that first season. It's so good. But, like, I just feel like Robert Carlyle in general is just, like, so much better he is. Back that's, then. Why they, that's why they kept putting him in every scene, because they were just like, he's so good. He but I feel like lately he's yeah. not been as good, and I'm just no. like, and I don't, it's probably the writing mostly, with how, how they've been writing the character of Rumpelstiltskin, but like, man, he was like magnetic in the first season. He was. It's true. That's what happens Ugh. when you try to give a trickster development. It's hard. You can't keep it up. Yeah. Um, one last thing I want to talk about for returning shows, uh, The Flash. I'm um, really excited for, the in terms of cliffhangers, their big flashpoint, essentially, um, in the s- spoilers, in the season two finale for Flash, uh, he went back in time and saved his mom from being murdered, and that creates a whole alternate timeline, a flashpoint, you might even say. Hmm. So it might be affecting all of the shows on the CW, Arrow. Um, well, I've, I've heard that um, it doesn't really affect Arrow that much except for David Ramsey, who plays Diggle. Um, it affects and... Arrow. Oh, does it? Mm-hmm. They confirmed that at Comic-Con. I also need to keep my mouth shut because I know more than I should. Anya! <laughs> <laughs> um, but this we, is what I happens re- when you live with someone who works at the CW, guys. I, I read the EW, like, little, like, what you need to know about Flashpoint. They said that instead of, like, in the comics where where basically the world was at war with each other within the the Themyscarans and the Atlanteans, it's basically going to be much more personal. Like, the mm-hmm. relationships are going to be very different. Mm-hmm. And who the people, who these characters are um, will be different. Um, Cisco is now, like, his uh, hit the start of, hit, like, the CEO of his own company. Um, and you know, like, both of Barry's parents are alive and well. Barry still has his powers. Mm-hmm. And he still remembers um, the old timeline. Um, and that we've also got, spoiler alert, Kid Flash. Um, he's, instead of Flash, at, instead of Barry Allen, we've got um, Wally West. Mm-hmm. And he looks like Kid Flash. He's got the get-up with the uh, the yellow outfit with the uh, cut-off on the top so you can see his hair. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, yeah, it's going to be good. And mm-hmm. Iris is... Iris's relationship with Joe is not as good. Yeah, um, and it's um it's gonna be a four show crossover essentially. I I don't not this no I think Flashpoint no Flashpoint because because beginning. Supergirl's on a different Earth. Right, I was right kind of hoping now. it would be a four show crossover. There will like, be they there, moved over to the CW. Well, there will be a four show crossover, but that's later in the season. Oh, I see. Guys, I think more importantly than Flashpoint and a four show crossover. You have to mention the fact that Flash and Supergirl are getting a musical crossover. Oh that my god. That's way more important. Because yeah, everyone on that goddamn show can sing. It's yeah. great. This everyone. is like our prayers of an answer, too. Because as soon as Supergirl moved over to CW, everyone was like, hey, what about a musical episode? Well, I think everyone was always talking about a musical episode for at least The Flash, because mm-hmm. everyone on that show can sing. Yeah, they're like all on Broadway or something. And, that... then, and then the Supergirl became a show, and they're like, well, now we can... And now everyone's like, now everyone has to sing. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that Stephen Amell can sing, and probably a couple people on Arrow. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like, get everyone on that show and just do like... I don't even know. I think they're gonna, I think they're going to do non-original songs. Mm, so get they're going to be that. doing cover, covers of songs. I thought I read that it was... Both, but with mm. more of a leaning towards covers. I don't know. I, I know that covers are definitely going to be involved. I didn't know about original shows. Yeah. Well, original songs. Melissa Benoist and Grant Gustin will be familiar with the covers, at least, because they were both on Glee. Yes. Yeah, they were. Mm. I am excited for these. 
this process. And then you got Jeremy be. Jordan, who Ooh. plays Wynn, who oh, yeah. was in the last five years, yeah. among mm-hmm. other things. He was on Broadway. Mm-hmm. Newsies, he was in Bonnie and Clyde the musical. Yeah, Bonnie and Clyde just, musical? I know, I didn't know that either. Uh, <laughs> Bonnie and Clyde's a great musical. Oh. I, mean, I know it's a great movie, but. It's a great musical, musical. too. The songs are oh. excellent. Okay. Um, but yeah, Jeremy I, Jordan is Is it super still talented. that level of like cynicism that's going on in this in the movie? Oh, yeah. Is it? Oh, good. Nice. All right. But it's really uh, great. Can I just mention real quick? Uh, sure. I just need to mention just a couple more shows. We don't even talk about them. I should mention Drunk History. Lin-Manuel Miranda is going to be on this season. Yes! Doing his Drunk History of Hamilton. Yep, obviously. And then I just need to mention two dramas that I'm excited to come back. is Elementary. You guys both know I love this show. Better than Mm -hmm. Sherlock. So great. And then Masters of Sex, which starts this weekend because last season was terrible, and I hope they can recover. I need to get on that show as well. That's on my list. (laughs) <laughs> the first two seasons are some of the best television I've ever seen in my life, and then season three was pretty terrible, and so I'm hoping season four can get back to what made it good. So, okay. fingers crossed. I've got two shows I just want to quickly mention, too, that we didn't we don't really have time to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is coming back for its fourth season? Uh, yeah, fourth. fourth. Yes. Yeah. Um, and also the I recently caught up on this show, but uh, you're the wor- you're the worst, which oh. is FX's uh like rom com. I heard that's I've been very hearing good, good things. Very yeah, good. I've been hearing yeah. good things um, about that. Season three just came back. Uh, the first two episodes have already aired. Um, so yeah, uh, you're the worst and Agents of Shield. All right. Cool. I think that's a good wrap up to our fall uh, TV show preview. Uh, let's segue to the last segment of our episode. I really, 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 really like you. But I need to tell you something. All right, Anya, why don't you start us off? Oh, good. I was going to ask if I could go first. <laughs> nice. Uh, so this week, I am liking my favorite place in the entire world. I mean, what am I not liking it? But any guesses as to what my favorite place is? Universal Studios? Oh, man, good guess, but no cigar. Oh, no, it's Portland, Oregon. Yeah, how did you know? I thought I kept that a big secret. Nope. Um, So Disneyland um, just crossed over into its Halloween everything. Um, So 60th anniversary is over, and Halloween is now in full force at Disneyland. I went yesterday, so we got our Nightmare Before Christmas holiday haunted mansion. We have all the decorations. We have all the Halloween food. It's beautiful, um, not as beautiful as Christmas, but close. Um, so I went, I went yesterday, and uh, I just, I, you know, it's my favorite place in the entire world. Like it really is. Like nothing beats the feeling that I get at Disneyland. Mm-hmm. So it was just nice to go back. I feel like uh, I've been having a couple stressful weeks just with work and grad school and things, and so it was nice to just have a day of magic and happiness. As cheesy as it sounds, that's what I feel when I'm there. Oh, I'm happy for you, Anya. <laughs> Thanks. Get that so, yeah. Disney magic. Absolutely. Right. So yeah, that was uh, that's my only thing. Okay. So Willoughby, what is your really like for this week? Um, we I quickly mentioned it at the end of the uh, discussion, but you're the worst. Yeah. Um, I watched the first two seasons and I caught up with the third season. I really like just the comedy of it all, and I really like that they, they don't care about shying away from, like, difficult topics like depression, mm-hmm. um, and just, like, the fact that these two characters, they're, they're like, self-described, self-described, um, like, terrible people, 
um, and they are never really ones for relationships, and they find themselves, after a one-night stand at a wedding, they, like, get involved with each other. Um, and it's just this interesting, like, brand, like, new relationship, um, and they're just, like, it's really fun, really funny, also kind of, it, it doesn't, it gets serious, but not super serious, um, but it's it's really it's well really well shot. I thought that the cinematography on the show is amazing, hmm. um, and I really like it. Um, definitely check it out. Awesome, also on my list. <laughs> and HT, what's making you happy this week? Or I finally oops, saw. I just told the happy No copyright um, infringement <laughs> intended. Guys. What do you really really like, HT? Whoops. <laughs> My, I finally saw Kubo and the Two Strings, and I loved it. My God, oh. it was beautiful. Like, animation was gorgeous. It was in stop motion and really imitated like so, the sort of origami style that it was inspired by. Um, it was pulling from lots of beautiful parts of, like, Japanese culture. And it also kind of, when I was watching it, it reminded me a lot of, like, this Viet- the Vietnamese fairy tale that I used to um, read or get told when I was young. Back when Vietnamese was my first language... Um, there's like a lot of themes with like moons and stuff and like the kind of the shadows in the moon and like what that symbolizes and like there's this one really great Vietnamese fairy tale that I remember like that stuck with me ever since I was little called The Man in the Moon and um, I'll tell it to you guys Uh, it's not as like noble and um, majestic as Kubo and the Two Strings was but like there's a lot of this is like it involves like a dog and peeing on a tree and stuff Um, but (laughs) it's It, it it has like that sort of fascination with like nighttime and moon and that sort of like how love conquers all and that kind of stuff. But it yeah. is okay. I might not remember the the full details. Um, it's about this man who um, one time stumbles upon this old man who's injured, and he's like, um, "If you get me this uh, bough from this tree, um, it can heal me." And he gets the bow, this bow from the tree, and he gives it to him. And um, then he's like, okay, well, thank you for healing me. You can take this the, this tree and plant it, and it will grow into, like, a giant one. And, but as long as you never pee on it, then it will grant you, like, good luck. Um, and he does, and he plants it near himself, and it brings him good fortune and that kind of thing. Um, and one time he, he stumbles upon this woman who was dying um, and she was like a princess or something um, and he basically has to to save her he cuts out the heart of his dog and gives her the dog of a heart the heart of a dog but because she has this new heart she is as dumb as a dog this is like very Vietnamese fairy tale it's like interesting it's very strange um, and so he like he marries her and like they move in together and he says okay uh, never pee on this tree. You can pee on any other tree, but not this one. But she gets confused because she's a, she has the heart of a dog and is not as smart as she used to. And one time she pees on it, and it ends up shooting to the moon. It's like it's connected to the moon somehow, and it like has those healing properties because it's from there. And he sees it happening, and he has to like he runs and like grabs the bow of the tree, and like 
basically travels up to the moon and is stuck there. And if you see the moon at night, you can see sort of the shadow of this man just like sitting underneath a tree, like looking down to his home. And like that's that's the story of the man in the moon. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why like Kubo and the Two Strings reminded me of that, the but moon. yeah, the moon, the, the moon like the, the, the themes, the folly of man, that yes. kind of yes. stuff. Oh. Yeah. So. Well, now I really need to see Kubo. Yes, yeah. you do. Mm-hmm. I and know. I'm like water. I'm like so behind. Ugh. It's terrible. Yeah. Um, it's it's a really great movie. It's beautiful. It doesn't have dogs or peeing on trees, but it had that sort of same like nostalgic, very mystical feeling. And about the power it. of storytelling. Mm-hmm. The power of storytelling. Um, so yeah, that's my really like for this week. Awesome. Thank you for listening to my um, <laughs> strange story, like my Vietnamese fairy tale about the man in the moon. Um, so yeah. All right. That's great. So if any of you guys have any thoughts on fall TV returning or new shows, specifically You're the Worst, which is Willoughby's really like this week, come talk to us about those. Or if you have thoughts on Kubo and the Two Strings or any fairy tales that you might have grown up with or Disneyland, definitely come chat with us about that. And where can they do that, Willoughby? You can find us on Facebook if you search for us there. Um, We're on Twitter, at Falcon Podcast. Our blog is millennialfalconpodcast.wordpress.com. We're on SoundCloud. We're on iTunes and Google Play, where you can rate, review, and subscribe to us there. And where can they find you guys? You can find me at htranbui on Twitter. You can find me at Anya Crittenden on Twitter. And you can find me at Willoughby Dobbs on Twitter. All right. All right. Thanks for joining us, guys. Bye, Bye. guys.